uh, Proverbs 10 and the 22nd verse where it says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth. What brings wealth? The blessing of the Lord. Is there something called the blessing of the Lord? Hmm? How many are interested in it? Hmm? How many like blessings? Yeah, me too. Do you know that blessings come from the blessing? I said blessings come from or proceed from the blessing. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. He adds no sorrow to it, no trouble to it. Glory to God. I'm interested in the blessing. Part of the reason I am is because we looked over in the book of Genesis and saw that really God's one of God's main purposes in creation was to bless his man, to bless somebody and how powerful the blessing was. Now, now listen to how I said that, how powerful the blessing, the same blessing we're talking about today, how powerful it was in its most pure form. When there was no sin, when there was absolutely no hindrance, when there was a full reception of it, it was extremely powerful. Did the blessing of the Lord make Adam rich? More so than I think any, anybody you could find on earth today. Hmm? I mean, potentially just all, just all there for them. Amen. And things multiplying fast and working fast. How many would love it to happen fast? I know you would. I know you would. When's your flesh want it? Now or yesterday would have been better. Huh? Well, we're concerned very much then with how do we access this blessing? Amen. Over in Galatians 3, I want to read a few more scriptures than what we've read up till now. And this is Paul. Paul, Paul would have had most of his church members walk out on him. If it happens to me, I don't feel like I'm in bad company, you know. Because look how he starts his message. You foolish Galatians. You dumb church members. <laughs> Did he? Is that what he said? Huh? So y'all foolish. Who's bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. Now, Paul had started this church. I mean, he he knows what what got them started. He gave it to him himself. He said, we did this thing. We made it clear to you. And now I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Tell me this. Did you receive the spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so dumb? After beginning with the spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? How many figure we could stop and preach right there? Hmm? How many of you could stop and preach right there? As long as you have flesh, your flesh will want to do it. As long as you have flesh, your flesh will want to be in charge. Amen. And even though you can look back and see everything that's ever worked out has been by doing it God's way and doing it the spirit way. Still, this thing, somehow or another, your flesh wants to do it. 
Hmm? Let me be in charge. Let me be. How many have ever seen uh, an FBI movie? Or, or I'm thinking of the one where uh, they wanted their own operation. Give, let me be in charge of this operation. I want to be in charge. And they give them their own operation. Of course, they mess it all up. Hmm? Your flesh always wants to be the, uh, the architect. But Paul said, have you suffered so much for nothing? They've been through a lot. Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? They started out as faith people and that they left that and went over to the energy of the flesh to try to accomplish their goals, to try and make progress in life or to try and just exist. You know, that's a pretty low form of living when you're just trying to exist, when you're just trying to make it. And so many people are there. Amen. God loves them. God has a plan for them. And, uh, you know, I don't know why it is that so many folk won't even listen. Do they all listen to you? If they all listen to you, you'd have them here, wouldn't you? Right. Right. Huh? How many everybody that you see that's that's going down a dead end? They're, they're just wide open to hear about. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like uh, the people that need it the most are the most closed. Amen. Well, that hasn't changed. It's always been that way. Yeah. But does God, I like what it says, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law, because you try and do stuff in the flesh? No, no. It's because you believe what you heard. And then he says, consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And how many know Abraham did partake of miracles? How about over here? Do you all know that Abraham did yes. get miracles? Yes. Everybody say miracles. 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 Yeah. yeah. How did he do it? Well, he was a Bible character and we can't expect that today. No, no, no. It just said, just said he believed what was spoken to him. He believed what was spoken to him. He acted uh, upon what was spoken to him. Understand then, verse 7 says, that those who believe are children of Abraham. The scriptures foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. And so he announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham the man of faith. So the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, it, it is upon a certain kind of person. What kind of person is that? Those who are of faith, those who have faith, we could say it even more specifically, those who are in faith. Notice please that it didn't say those who go to a church that preaches faith are blessed. Potentially, you are blessed. The, the word says in Ephesians 1, verse 3, that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Brother and sister, God is not the one withholding from you in your life. God has the same blessing that he had for Adam and Noah and Abraham and Isaac and all the rest. He's got it all for us. Amen. But it doesn't fall on us like, you know, uh, the old saying goes, like, like ripe cherries would fall off of a tree, you know. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
it takes our participation. It takes our, uh, amen, cooperation, if you will. And so this is, this is where we have to do the most work because uh, the tweaking doesn't have to happen on God's end. Praise the Lord. Those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham. Something about this Abraham guy. I'm blessed along with him. You know, Lot was right along with him. And Lot was, boy, that boy was blessed. As long as he stayed with his man of God, you know, as long as he stayed with the person that God hooked him up with, he was blessed. And man, we talked about it, but it, it just bears repetition, really. Uh, when strife showed up, Abraham realized, blessing killer, blessing killer, we're not going to have it. You know, you, you, the blessing once you experience it, you'll protect it. Yes. You'll not let anything in to steal That's it because right. I don't, I don't know about you. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to where I'm unprotected and bumping my head all over the place and, and having accidents and breaking my arm falling. I fell out of a tree when I was in first grade, broke my arm. I was up there with a girl. Not much happened. Don't worry. Me and Anita Pfeiffer was up in the tree. Yes, we were. And she must have said boo to me or whatever. And I fell right out of the thing, came home and my arm was like, you know, like this. I don't see it. We don't do that anymore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I just like living in the bubble of God's protection. I, amen. I just like having them clue me in ahead of time when to not go somewhere, take a different route. I like that. I like that. And say, I want to protect that. Well, Abraham, he liked that. And, and so, uh, boy, when, when the, uh, when the strife happened, Abraham said, okay, here's what you do. You just take whatever part of your land you, you want, but let's separate. And Lot should have said, oh, no, wait, wait, none of this separating stuff. None of this separating stuff. The problem was there was too much cattle and they were fighting over stalls. Parking spaces, if you will. Did you ever hear at Christmas time when, when people, uh, and I don't know why, you know, it's the women who have fist fights in the parking lot. <laughs> At Christmas time. Happy holidays. Boom, boom. Mm. Happy holidays. Boom, mm. Give me my, it was my parking space. Over a parking space. Have you done that? Is that why you're looking at No, have you done that? Okay. Lot should have said, hey, we'll get rid of my cattle, but I'm not leaving the place. Amen. Because you never hear about Lot's cattle again. He, somehow or another, he lost them on the way to Sodom. The thing that made him say, no, 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 no. Oh, I could stop here and just, well, let me just say it real, real quick. You know, I, we've had people in the past, and when you go enough years, then things happen, and you can tell them, and everybody doesn't know who it was. Praise the Lord. But we've had people in the past, pray for me, pastor, for my job. I need a job. I need a job. I'm believing for such a job. Believe with us. Pray with us. And I got to where I, I want to say, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you get it on your own faith. Because the, the second they get their job, they're done. Oh, my increase came. Um, and uh, Sunday's my only day off. They were tithing before they got the job. Now that the increase is there, now that, now that the money's actually there, they're gone. That's happened more than one time. 
It's a shame that some folk are better off unemployed. That shouldn't be that way. Folk, we ought to all have more character about us. We ought to have more honor about us to, to where we realize, how did we get here in the first place? It was the Lord that helped me. We asked him to. Praise the Lord. Were we in Galatians somewhere? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 13. We'll get into the message here in a moment. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. He redeemed us in order that, say these two words, the blessing. The blessing given to Abraham, or I like to say it this way, the blessing as Abraham had it. Might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. When we talk about Christ redeeming us, it's an awesome subject, but most of what we hear in the church world, the, the slim part of the church world that actually believes that we are redeemed. Come on now, the slim part of the church world that actually found out what he redeemed us from. And we found out he redeemed us from spiritual death. He redeemed us from poverty and lack. He redeemed us from sickness and disease. I mean, but you know what? That's mostly what we hear, though, is what he redeemed us from, not the other side, which is what he's redeemed us to. And <clears throat> brother and sister, that's quite exciting. It's as exciting as what he redeemed us from. He redeemed us in order that or to so that the blessing might come on you. Yeah. He shed his blood for the blessing to come on you like it was on Abraham. Listen, when I find out that Jesus paid the price of his blood for something, that puts, I, and I, I'll just say it, give me the responsibility, I will have this. I will not get to heaven and have Jesus show me everything he died to give me that I didn't have. No, 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 no. If he paid for me to have it, I'm going to claim it. Amen. Come on, you know, the government will give you sometimes tax refunds, but you got to go after them. Hmm? You, ever, you ever realize that they'll, they'll give you, uh, I think last year, what did they give you? Like if you're married, 1200 bucks or something like that. I don't remember getting it, but my accountant says we did and cashed the checks. Praise the Lord. Anyhow, I believe him. But, you know, he's, uh, he's telling me, well, you, there, see, there's this refund available, but you have to apply for it got to go after it. It's that way with the things of God. Jesus has given us, I mean, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, many benefits. Amen. They're ours. You're going to sit there and let somebody else enjoy it. Hmm. I decided we ain't going to, we're just not okay with all the, come on with the sinners driving the nice boats on the, okay, Jesus. It's getting about that time of year. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come on the Gentiles. We could say it this way, by faith. How are you going to access the blessing? It comes in the form of a promise and we receive the promise by faith. And those who have faith, those who are in faith are blessed. Amen. Now I'll encourage you during this message here. It's not just the hearer of the word that's blessed. James says, those who look intently at the word 
not forgetting it, not being a forgetful here, but being a doer of the word, they shall be blessed in what they do. Glory to God. So we're hearing this today with the intention, full intention that we're doers of this. Amen. And if we see something that we're not doing, man, we highlight it, check it, index card it, sticky note on our forehead. Amen. Barcode on. Oh, never mind. That's that's another stuff. We were talking about the blessing that uh, the way Abraham had it, because that's what the Lord identified here as uh, what we ought to be expecting. We saw started to give you eight things that we saw that the blessing did or eight characteristics, if you will, of the blessing in Abraham's life. And not only just in his life, but then in his son's life, because it was still Abraham's blessing given to them. And uh, the first thing we saw was, yes, just like Proverbs said, the blessing, in fact, did make Abraham rich. Rich. And Abraham's blessing is ours. Abraham's blessing belongs to me. I've been blessed with Abraham. What's that mean? If Abraham was rich, I'm supposed to be rich. I know it's a very controversial thing to say, but you, what do you want me to do? Put some other words in there? Make it say so. If you put the scriptures together, you cannot come up with any other conclusion. I don't believe. Hallelujah. Instead of getting mad at it, start embracing it. Start start talking about yourself that way. Remember, faith has it before it sees it. And how are you going to get this? So that by faith, the blessing might come on us by faith. There's no other way for you to get it. That's why we can sit there. You know, when people are not in faith in these areas, then you can sit in church and hear, I'm blessed. That means I'm rich. And I don't see it today. And you won't see it tomorrow until you get in faith. Well, how do you do that? Is that just flipping a switch somewhere? Okay, I got to turn the faith dial. No, faith comes by hearing. And so just mark these scriptures, write down the references and hear them and hear them and hear them and get your mouth involved and say them and say them and say them until you are in faith. How do you know you're in faith? Here's here's how faith talks. Faith says this. If there's a move of God going on, if nobody else has it, I'll have it. If so, if anybody's going to get healed, I'll get healed. If anybody's going to have the fullness of the blessing, I'm going to have it. And that's not arrogance. That's convinced. That's being fully persuaded. And that that doesn't anger God. On the other hand, it pleases him. And I'll just tell you, there's things we are. We know we're in faith about there is a move of God. It's going on right now. And if anybody's going to have it, we're going to have it. If anybody's going to have the revival, we're going to have it. Amen. If anybody, amen. We just, I mean, I say it on the way to church. Hungry people for the things of God, they are finding this place to be fed. And I believe it. I believe it. If you don't believe it, just, just keep it taped. Just keep it in neutral. Amen. Well, I believe it when I see it. You might not be around long enough for that. Amen. Okay, so the number one, the blessing made Abraham rich. That was a little shot. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. It made him rich. The second thing. (laughs) Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I take back that apology. I take back that apology. (laughs) <laughs> no, can we go on? 
I'm going to try. The Lord checked me about what I just said. Okay. Uh, number two, the blessing made him self-sufficient. Self it's so nice when you don't have to go beg the world to ask if you can do the will of God. I, I've told you, I say this again, I've told you, this is just me personally, um, because, you know, I'm uh, as far as I'm not a real numbers person. You know what I mean by that? To where I can understand most of the time numbers. Do you know what I mean? Reading financial type things. Other people are very given to that. That would be their call or what have you. But but uh, so goals wise in my life, financially speaking, I can't tell you a number. But I can tell you, I want to be able to go anywhere, anytime that the Lord would send me. Have the money to be able to get away. Uh, have them, if he says, go to such and such a uh, town. Minister to this person over there. I want to have the resources and be able to go anywhere he tells me. If it's get, go to China tomorrow, well, tickets that last minute can be expensive, you know. But, but see, that's a goal. Amen. That's vision. That's, that's something that, Amen. But that, what, what are we saying? Self-sufficient, not dependent on, on uh, you know, everything in the world having to give you approval to do stuff. And Abraham had that. Praise the Lord. I realize now, let me, let me say this too as a disclaimer. I realize for most people, uh, unless you're the owner of the business, you might work for somebody else. And I understand it wouldn't be uh, right for you to just say, uh, I'm leaving at the moment's notice. And, and so there is, it is proper for you to submit to that. But see, the Lord knows that. For me as a minister, though, amen, that's, that's why I say that's my goal. I didn't say it for it to necessarily be, be, be you. Okay. That was number two, the blessing made him self-sufficient. And then number three, the blessing made him impenetrable. Impenetrable. The devil couldn't get through to him. Though he'd stir things up, though he'd hinder things, though he'd attack, he couldn't get through. He couldn't put his hand on him. You, you and I, brother and sister, we will always have issues and problems with the enemy. The only way to get out, away from that is to get away from the presence of the enemy. And the only way to do that is to leave this body and go on to be with the Lord, which is far better. That's one of the reasons it is. But it's not, it's not your season. Hmm? It's not right now for you. It's not your time. Glory to God. You're with us today. And so for now, you and I want to be down here and we want to be like Abraham was when he went up against all the armies with the people that were trained in his own house. That's self-sufficient. Amen. And he didn't have any casualties. He was impenetrable. You want to say that word very fast several times? Say it. Impenetrable. Impenetrable. Glory to God. And we, we read where, uh, you know, even the children of Israel who were following and walking in Abraham's blessing. When, uh, when one of their enemies, one of the kings, tried to go get the prophet of God to curse him, the prophet, every time he opened his mouth, he ended up blessing him. And the prophet said, uh, he's, God has blessed them and I cannot change it and I cannot reverse it and I cannot get through it. Is God the same way today? Yes, he is. Hmm? Yeah, I'm telling you, his blessing can put a shield in a... We like to say it this way, uh, there's a bubble around us. We're living in a bubble. Now, if, uh, number four was this, the blessing multiplied his influence. Until even today, when we read the book of Galatians, who are we talking about? We're talking about Abraham. 
Oh, don't you want the blessing to multiply your influence to where, listen, and, and here again, not everybody walks in the same seat of, a, uh, of authority or the same de uh, department in life, right? But uh, I know in my life, it's, it's a blessing to be able to say something and have it affect a few people. But what if you're able to speak the truth and have it affect thousands or, mil or millions of people? Well, see, that would be multiplied influence. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go on then today. And let's, can we give you these other four today? You ready to start the, the sermon? You know, it seems like, I don't know what we did during the service, but it seems like either my watch is fast or time has slipped by a little bit. But I'd like to say this, number five, that the blessing, the blessing kept him physically. Would you turn to Luke, the 13th chapter, please? And we won't, this is, a, this is a passage we could spend a whole hour preaching on. We have actually in recent times. We'll just notice one thing in there. You never hear of Abraham being sick. Do you know, brother and sister, that you don't have to get sick to die? One of my favorite examples, and this is somebody who was uh, experiencing the blessing, was Moses. When he was 120 years old, God said, it's time for you to go. Come up, come up to the top of this mountain so, I, so, so we can go home. He climbed a mountain in order to die, and the climb didn't kill him. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, if the Lord was really twisted, he'd say, I can't, I can't kill this guy. I know what I'll do. I'll give him a heart attack. Run up this mountain. Come on, go, 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 go. And Moses said, I hadn't done this since I was 60. Uh, you know, if you ever read about Joshua and Caleb, those who Moses trained, Caleb, when he was 80 years old, was he 85 or 80? 85. He said he came to, jo uh, to Joshua and he hadn't received all his inheritance yet. And he said, I'm as strong this day as I was way back when, when we went in to spy out the land. Now give me this mountain. I'm ready to take it. Give it to me. Amen. What's the difference between Caleb and you? I said, what's the difference between Caleb and you? Doesn't have to be any difference. It's the Bible says about Caleb, there was a different kind of spirit about it. Well, there is. It is different for an 85 year old to come and say, give me this mountain. I'm ready to go take it. And I'll kill whoever gets in my thing. Give it to me. But see, that's faith. Faith is faith will fight. How many ever heard of first Timothy six twelve? fight the good fight of faith. Brother and sister, if you're going to possess what God's given you by faith, I have I have what you might think is bad news, but it's really good news. You have to be a fighter. You have to be a fighter. How many fighters do we have here? You got to you cannot just be passive and say whatever will be will be. I would love to be the devil in your life. <laughs> Talk about easy target. No, no, no. You got you have to be a fighter. You might say, well, that's just not me. It can be you. It wasn't me, but it's I've, I've had to become it in order to live. I've had to become it to get to the other side of some things. And so will you. But that's OK. At the end, man, you, you'll say I'm, uh, I'm you'll wake up in the morning and say, we're some giants. We're some giants. I got five stones here. I got five scriptures here. Give me some giants. I'll pop them right in the forehead and I'll have everything that they try to take away from me. One guy quoted the scripture, you know, resist the devil and he'll flee. And he'll say, well, I got the devil on the run. Amen. 
And the person said, oh, do you now? He said, yeah, the only problem is I'm running and he's after me. Well, see, that's not the kind of, that's not the kind of fleeing that the Bible talks about. When you get the revelation that demons are actually afraid of somebody who knows their authority. Brother Hagin said, when I found out that, I went out looking for him. Come on, everybody go like that. <laughs> Luke 13, are you there? Verse 10, on the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who'd been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw, oh, I love this. I love this. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him. This woman wasn't begging for it. This woman was going about her way. Jesus, I mean, it was so real in him that I'm going to be, Jesus paid for our sicknesses and our disease. And Jesus said, oh, that ain't going to do. Woman, come here. Come here. You come here. You come here. Got something for you. Now I want you to see why she got this. And you know, you've heard the story. He put his hands on her immediately. She straightened up and praised God and indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. The synagogue ruler said to the people, there are six days for work. So come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. And the Lord answered, you hypocrites. He's worse than Paul. <laughs> Paul only called them foolish Galatians. He's calling them just hypocrites. And you know what? That was really the only that was the one group that Jesus would publicly expose. He said, doesn't each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, uh, a who? A daughter of Abraham, whom Satan's kept bound for 18 long years. Shouldn't she be set free on the Sabbath day from what has bound her? What did Jesus use as a qualifier for this woman to say she's got to have it? Why? Because She's a daughter of Abraham and she's an heir according to his promise. She's supposed to have his blessing. Brother and sister, his blessing must include healing. It must. It must. Now, we, we told you this when God created man. I mean, they were living quite some time, way too long after sin came in. God capped, capped man at what age? 120. That was not too far before. Abraham's time. But even with the 120 cap, Abraham lived to be 175. Amen. And it took some, it took some time for things. You know, if you're driving a, a big boat, we found out that you can't just put your foot on the brake and stop real suddenly. Huh? <laughs> There's just not a whole lot of traction with, you know, on the water. It's not like having tires on a road. And so, uh, you know, things were slowing down, but yet still, Abraham lived to be 175, and the Bible says he lived to be a good old age. A good old age. That doesn't mean you were sick and frail the whole time if he says, oh, man, they're a good old age. And if the Bible calls you old, you know, you're old. You're old. If the Word calls you. But when he was 100, he fathered a child. And then, you know, most people know that story, but most people aren't as familiar with the fact that after his wife, Sarah, died several years after that, he remarried again and had six more kids. <laughs> hey, I mean, if it's there, it's there. He didn't have a little purple pill. That's number five. The blessing kept him physically. 
And then I want you to notice this, number six, uh, another, in, another characteristic of the blessing in Abraham's life. We see that, number six, the blessing increased as his faith increased. Oh, did you get that? The blessing increased as his faith increased. We saw that when Abraham started out in these things, he wasn't perfect, man. He made some mistakes and, and God blessed him as far as he could at the time. But as his faith grew and his obedience grew, God was able to increase the blessing. And so the blessing could come on him in different measures or different degrees. Do you understand that the blessing is supposed to increase in your life as you go, not decrease? And that's because your believing is supposed to increase. You're supposed to be able to believe more now than you did 10 years ago. You're supposed to have more. It ought to be easier for you to believe, you know, for something big now than it was 20 years ago. Who was it? George Mueller, the, uh, the guy who built orphanages around the turn of the century in England. And uh, he said, he said, when I first started out believing God, it took all the faith I had to believe for a dollar. And that was back when a dollar was a dollar. You get a load of groceries for a dollar, you know. But he said now today, after many years, and he's always believing God for the money for these orphanages. He said, today I can believe God as easily for a million dollars as I could for one dollar back then. Why? His faith developed. His faith grew. And we see in, in just Abraham's life. Do you remember when he sacrificed Isaac? Come on. He wasn't ready to do that day one. But his faith grew and God tested him for the purpose of being able to bless him greater. And we won't take time to look at it now. But if you read that account in Genesis 22, where he sacrificed Isaac and the, and the, the angel stopped him from putting the knife in him. God then spoke. He said, I'll just use my my phrase. He said, you hadn't seen anything yet in terms of the blessing and how it's going to come on you. Amen. He said, I'm going to bless you so great. So I'm going to bless your socks off for that. Amen. I don't know that any of us have seen all that God wants to do in our lives. But you know how much we do see. Who's it up to? It's up to us. Number seven. You can handle these, right? I, th I think we're I think we're doing good just to just to get to through, through these other two. And, and then we'll see where the Lord would have us go after that. Number seven, the blessing caused the people around him to be increased. The blessing on him caused the people around him to be increased. We already told you about Lot. Why was Lot blessed? Because who he was hooked up with. Well, how about you turn real quick to Genesis 30. Now this is the story of one of Abraham's sons, grandsons rather, Yet it's still Abraham's blessing. Jacob was Abraham's grandson and he was working for his uncle Laban. And listen to what Laban said in verse, uh, verse 27. Well, verse 25, after Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and my children for whom I've served you and I'll be on my way. You know how much work I've done for you. Now, a couple things you could say here. Look, brother and sister, one thing. Sometimes there's times to, there's, we see this, that sometimes you need to get away from some things. We saw it with Abraham. 
the Lord had to tell him, get away from where you're at. Why? He was as blessed as he could be under those present circumstances. Praise God. And the same thing was true with, with Jacob. But Laban said to him, this is his uncle now, if I found some favor in your eyes, please stay. And by the way, in case you're confused, it's also his father-in-law. His own, he, he married his cousins. Amen. And that, that, don't, don't get freaked out. All we have to do is get a, a group together and petition the government for it. They'll let us do that too. All right. Whoa, sorry. Praise the Lord. But it would make me happy. Sorry. 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 Back. And I got a, I got a doggy that, well, never mind. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Anybody know where we were? 27, that looks, that looks good. Laban said to him, if I found favor in your eyes, please stay. For I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. That's not the right way to learn it, but it was true. He added, name your wages and I'll pay them. Jacob said to him, you know how I've worked for you and how your livestock has fared under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly and the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now it's time for me to do something for, for my household. What he needed to do was get away from the demon worshiper so he could really be blessed. Come on now, are you here today? The, when the Lord pronounced the blessing on Abraham, he said, you will be a blessing. Now, this doesn't mean, brother and sister, that you and I can receive for other people as much as, you know, we'd all like to. How many would like to receive salvation for all of our thick-headed family members and different ones like that? You can't do that in every case. But I'll tell you, even a lost employer should thank God every day that you show up. Are you hearing me? They ought to thank God for you. If the place that I work in isn't blessed because of me being there, I don't want to be there. Uh, my wife has experienced this in the two jobs that she's had here. I mean, uh, the, the first one that was based on commission. Man, when she showed up, all things started just rocketing. Yeah. And she's not because of her great background in that area. She didn't have any. Right. Wasn't because of all the sales training she had. She didn't have much of that. No. No. Amen. No. Wasn't because she was good looking. She's well, no, I'm just joking. She is the blessing. I said the blessing. The blessing, the blessing did it. Praise the Lord. And then lastly, the now these aren't the only things probably that the blessing did in Abraham, but these are the eight I've identified. Number eight. Praise the Lord. The blessing caused the people around him to notice. Number seven was it caused the people around him to be increased. Number eight, the blessing caused people around him to notice and I'll add this, even be jealous. Can you turn to one more scripture today? And that'll be the, probably the last place we turn. Amen. Genesis, the 26th chapter, just back a few pages. Now, <clears throat> how many weeks has it been since we've been preaching along these lines? Probably quite a few, maybe five or six. Or so. This is six. Uh, I've had a point. And I gave it to you a couple weeks ago, maybe when we talked about how many remember Abraham in the time of famine yeah. huh, when he came out. Yeah. And remember, we made this statement that when the world's going through their worst of times, 
the people of God can go through their best of times. Amen. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. Well, here's even a better, here's even the best witness of that in the scriptures. And we didn't, we haven't been able to get to it until right now. And I, I don't know that we really have time to do it all the justice, but we'll, we'll get into it a little. Verse 20, uh, verse one, chapter 26 said, now there was a famine in the land. Everybody say that word, please. Famine. Famine. This is besides the earlier famine of Abraham's time. This is, this is not the one that we talked about in chapter 12, right? This is another one. How many know things come around more than once? And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Now I have to tell you this, in chapter 25, Abraham passes away. So now Isaac doesn't have daddy anymore. Abimelech was a king that was uh, friendly with Abraham. So he went there. And then verse two said, the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while and I will be with you. And what? I will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father, Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be what? Blessed. And we've heard this before in, in several different forms, have we? Because Abraham obeyed me. Figure that's important. Kept my requirements, my commands, my decrees, and my laws. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. Now, why did the Lord tell him, don't go down to Egypt? Well, that's where dad went when there was a famine. And don't you know, uh, Abraham talked to Isaac and said, hey, you weren't here, but I got to tell you about what happened when there was this great famine. Go, I mean, come on, they would have learned about this in, in school if they had school. You know, you go to school now, you hear about the Great Depression. Right. We all learned about that. Oh, the famine of 23 or the famine of chapter 12, which came right after chapter 11. You see what's some of y'all didn't get that. After chapter. OK, you got it. Uh, yeah. So the famine of chapter 12. And he said, and I went down to Egypt because they had lots of food there. Egypt represents the world system. And so Isaac's thinking, OK, uh, here we have this huge famine. What do I remember from history? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dad told me that he went down to Egypt and the Lord appeared to him and said, don't go. You just have to do what God says. But God's saying uh, you don't need to go attach yourself to the world system in order to have a supply. Look, brother and sister, Abraham was just starting out at that time. That's where he had to go to get his supply. Now, now he's, Isaac knows better. And the Lord's telling him, no, that was okay uh, for beginner faith. But now you stay right here in the land, that right here in this land. And Isaac's think, thinking, you mean this land that has the famine going on right now? This, this land that has the recession going on? This land where there's nothing to eat here? And the Lord said, that's the land. And I'll be with you here and I'll bless you here. That's all that matters. Where is here? Where is there? Where is 
your assigned place. How, how many aren't ashamed to get excited? Uh, okay. Verse, verse 12, go down there. We read he stayed, he stayed put, didn't he? Man, some folk ought to highlight. Some folk ought to already have highlighted that verse, verse 6. Isaac stayed where God put him. Isaac stayed where God put him. Verse 12 said, Isaac planted crops. Notice this. In that land. In that land. And the same year reaped a hundredfold. Because the soil was so good. Because there was plenty of water for the crops. Because, a, because Isaac went to agricultural school and got a degree in planting crops. Why did Isaac reap a hundredfold? What does the scripture say, guys? Because the Lord blessed him. The man huh, became, glory to God, rich. Oh, I said it before. The ones, who, the ones who will sit and say, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll be saying, yeah, yeah, 20 years from now. Love you, glad you're here. But the, the ones who will hear this and say, oh, 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 oh. The ones that will let it whack them on the inside and say, oh, is this scripture? If you mix faith with this scripture, will it produce anything? The man became rich and his, his wealth continued to grow until he became, say it with me now, are you, are you looking, verse, verse 13? He became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. Why were people noticing? Why were people envying? Because the blessing was on him. The empowerment to multiply, the empowerment to prosper was on him. And I'm telling you, the people around him got to where they couldn't stand it because they couldn't have it. So verse 16 says, Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. The light's way too bright. The blessings are too much. We can't take it because it shows us up. Just leave. Just, just go somewhere else. You're way too rich. You're way too blessed. Did anybody realize that this was in the time of famine? This was in the time of extreme recession and depression. And by obeying what the Spirit of God told him to do, he stayed in that land. He planted in that land in the worst time. Seed must have, you know, uh, it must have been cheap land because nobody was using it. It wasn't doing anything. Amen. 
And because he didn't attach himself to the world system while the world was reeling, he grew, he increased, he became very, very wealthy, so much so that the people around him freaked out about it. You ever been blessed with something and people around you didn't like it? Hmm? Well, you just think you're too good for us now. Who ever said anything about me being too good or you being too good? Come on. Well, that's nice, that thing that you got, but I really prefer the stripped down used version of it because it's just more stuff to break. That's envy. And it didn't say that after they envied them, the Philistines increased right along with them. They envied him till they wanted you go start your own subdivision because this we don't want to see you any more. This is Abraham's blessing. Abraham's blessing belongs to us when the world's going through their worst of times. God's people with the blessing. And who's going to be who's going to get the blessing? The people who are in faith, the people who amen. The people who feed on it, the people who are convinced of it, those people in the time of famine are going to increase and increase. And and the world's worst of times can be their best of times if they will. Ah, hallelujah. 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 We're in the best of times. We're in the best of times. Stand up now, everybody. Come on now. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I just, I, it's hard to understand. Maybe you could help me. It's hard to understand how some can, can just sit there the whole time you're preaching the word like that with a glazed look and not believe it, not get it. Well, you know, I, I praise God. I know, I know if you're facing a lot of things, it can be hard. Praise God. Some folks need to grab themselves by the back of the ear, the back of the neck and say, buddy, you're going to believe what you hear today. You, b- b- because it's the word of God. It's God's word. We don't hear these things and say, well, I'll consider that. Consider it. Believe it. Believe it first. Consider it later. Folks say, I'll put this in. I'll put this in the mix of the other philosophies I've heard. Are you kidding me? I say these things because I want you all to have everything that Jesus provides. Amen. It's not enough for me to. I mean, you know, we want to be. We want to be walking in the blessing, but that's not enough for me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want all of you to walk in. And all of you can. All of you can. All of you can. Everyone. Father, thank you for the blessing. Thank you that the blessing is on me. As I walk today, the prospering anointing is causing me to receive. Hallelujah. We're increasing. We're prospering so we can bring you much glory. Glory to God. And if our neighbors have to envy, then we'll tell them that they can, in fact, have the same thing. Praise God, because all the nations can have this blessing. Oh, we thank you and praise you for it. 
In Jesus' name, amen.